It's a weaponized system, and it's a two-tier system of injustice. If these corrupt persecutions of our people succeed, they will complete their takeover of this country and destroy your way of life forever. And you know what? Once that happens, this country is going to be in turmoil. There's really no coming back. Yep, that was Donald Trump in Erie, Pennsylvania, Saturday night. I think he's right on that one. If they complete the takeover of this country and destroy our way of life, there's no way to come back. 462 days from now, we will know. It is the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka sitting in for my friend Chris Plant this week. Mr. Trump on the stump on Saturday night in Erie, Pennsylvania, not too far from Philadelphia. And uh, he said a lot of things Saturday night. And we heard a lot of the same old, same old, but Mr. Trump was unleashing on his closest opponent, Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis of Florida. Uh, He had some particularly harsh and entertaining words for Ron DeSantis as well. Oh, hang on a second. He's uh, just about over. I think if he ever made a comeback, it would be the greatest comeback in political history. He's gone. I endorsed him. He was gone before I endorsed him. I endorsed him. You know that, right? I endorsed him. I said, all right. He came in crying. Please, please, you'll do it. I said, you couldn't get... You're so far behind, you couldn't win if George Washington and Abraham Lincoln came back from the dead. You couldn't win. So it's uh, it's entertaining when Mr. Trump gives a campaign rally, and he certainly isn't married to the teleprompter at any time. He jumps in and out of it. It's always a, a lot of fun. There were also were some moments last weekend. A Friday evening was the Des Moines, Iowa event with um, a bunch of the Republican candidates coming out. And uh, everybody from Mr. Trump to uh, his former vice president, Mr. Pence, were there. And I'll give you a little, a little shortened summary of what happened Friday night in Iowa. They all got 10 minutes to speak. Each candidate got 10 minutes to speak, one after another, rapid fire. And they weren't really sniping back and forth at each other, but pretty much trying to sell themselves to the audience. Iowa has never had a better friend in the White House than President Donald J. Trump. The 2024 election is our last shot to save America. And there's only one candidate, and you know who that candidate is, who's going to get the job done. We want education in this country, not indoctrination. We are going to fight back against these people, and we are not letting them take over our schools any longer. The lie- now, that, that was, of course, Ron DeSantis. The next voice is someone I don't think anyone recognizes because we have a whole bunch of candidates who are polling at about 0.1%. This is Larry Elder. He's a radio guy, a nice guy. I don't think he has a chance. The lie that America remains systemically racist, the need for school choice, and the epidemic of fatherlessness. If I can put these issues front and center along with a couple of others, then I feel that I've given back to my party, and more importantly, I will feel that I've given back to my country. Great issues. I I would support those issues for any candidate. I just don't think Elder has presidential timber. 
from the U.S. Department of Education to the FBI, to the IRS, to the ATF, to the CDC, we will shut them down. That is how we restore the integrity of a constitutional republic. That's uh, Vivek Ramiswamy, who is now in third place behind DeSantis and gaining in a lot of places. Again, a newcomer, an outsider, a guy who made a lot of money in the private industry and now wants to become the president. And uh, he may be an interesting guy for a cabinet post or a VP slot. I've... I've stood in front of him, looked him in the eye, and shook his hand. I think he's a good guy. Again, presidential timber, not sure. Every law enforcement officer in this country deserves our respect and our admiration. It's our responsibility to refund and rebuild local law enforcement. Tim Scott, a really solid candidate. I think we're going to see a lot of growth in Tim Scott's campaign going forward. We've got a Chinese spy balloon going over our country. You've got Russia invading Ukraine. You've got China on the march. You've got North Korea testing ballistic missiles and Iran building a bomb. But none of that would have happened had we not had that debacle in Afghanistan. Yep. Nikki Haley, again, a lot of foreign policy. I didn't hear a lot about what she would do to restore the economy and, and, and rebuild the critical part of stuff at home. You know, I think a lot of us are focused on what's happening in our backyards, at our kitchen tables, as Joe Biden likes to say. And then there's Mike Pence, who I think just sounds like the central casting candidate when he gets into the political speak. Starting here in Iowa, we're all going to do our part to make sure that Joe Biden is never reelected as president of the United States. That's a soaring rhetoric, rhetoric you always hear that I believe they will never you know, I'm sorry, I want a president who talks to me the way Donald Trump talks to me. And I think that's why you're seeing Mr. Trump still, still with the, uh, the massive lead over everybody. There was uh, another candidate there who got booed. And he was a candidate I've heard absolutely nothing about until Saturday night or Friday night. And that is Congressman Will Hurd of Texas. Will Hurd was roundly booed when the audience heard this. Donald Trump is not running for president to make America great again. Donald Trump is not running for president to represent the people that voted for him in 2016 and 2020. Donald Trump is running to stay out of prison. And he was booed roundly. So, uh, Will Hurd, I I have no idea why he's running. And if you're in the district that Will Hurd represents. I think you might want to place a call to his office and ask him, does he think this is a good use of his time? <laughs> it certainly doesn't feel like it. Now, there is another candidate out there that I know uh, only a little bit about. He's a governor, and we like governors because governors know how to run a state. And you would think if someone's going to run the country, if they experienced successfully running a state, they would be a a good potential commander in chief. Just the way Donald Trump, who had a successful world of business experience behind him, he had a huge success in the world of business. We thought, well, there's a guy who understands how to keep a business going. Maybe he can keep the country going. And he did. There is a governor from the state of North Dakota named uh, Doug Burgum. 
And Burgum is another self-made guy, like Vivek Ramiswamy. He's he's wealthy. And he's a conservative, reliably a conservative, but we don't know anything about him. The only way to really get more about him is to have Burgum on the debate stage when that debate happens in a couple of weeks over at Fox. And he can't get on the stage unless he meets the criteria, one of which is having 40,000 donors. And so uh, this guy came up with a pretty ingenious idea. He said, if you donate $1 to me, if you go to my campaign and donate $1 to me, I will send you back a $20 gift card. And what he was trying to do is buy 40,000 donors. And so I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. I'd like, to have a, I'd like to have a piece of political memorabilia from this potential candidate, and I'd like to see him on the debate stage so maybe I could hear what he's about. So I donated a buck to the Doug Burgum campaign, and on Saturday I got an email saying your gift card is in the mail, and they had a picture of it. It's called the Biden Economic Relief Gift Card. So he's sending out 40,000 gift cards for 20 bucks instead of buying a lot of commercials. Fascinating, right? Non-traditional campaigning. I wonder if he's going to be successful. At least we'll get to see him. At least we'll get to hear from him. And trust me, that's what I want from all these candidates. I, I want to hear from them. I want them on a platform where we can get their opinions on important, important issues. We have a lot of Donald Trump. We have a little bit of Ron DeSantis. Rami Swamy seems to be making a whole bunch of appearances. But I want to know from all these people, what are they going to do, not just about the economy, but about the things that we believe are happening inside the current administration? Mr. Trump did not pull any punches when he talked about the Biden crime family on Saturday night. When we win the election... A little more than a year from now, I will appoint a real special prosecutor to expose the monumental corruption of the Biden crime family once and for all. I, I, think, um, I think Mr. Trump hit a very solid note there. I think the crowd reacted as uh, a majority of Americans are wondering really what's going on. So hopefully we'll maybe have a shot at that. Now, the Democrats are doing everything they can to uh, upset the Trump train. In fact, uh, we just saw the results of the early hearing at, in Florida where the, um, the guy at Mar-a-Lago, who was first listed as a maintenance worker, now he's listed as some kind of supervisor, was indicted and released on $100,000 bail. So they're attempting to squeeze Donald Trump. They, the uh, Democrats and the DOJ are attempting to squeeze Donald Trump to keep him out. I wonder what, what's going to happen, what the Biden campaign is going to do in an attempt to tamp down Robert Kennedy's rising numbers. He's, he's sitting around 16, 20 percent, depending on who you talk to. But there's a, a great concern in the uh, tippy top of the Democratic Party, that Robert Kennedy is going to be a problem. And he started to eat away at the independent voters and the Democrats who are closer to the middle than the uh, far left that seems to be running the party.
Robert Kennedy did something this weekend that I think we need to talk about. Robert Kennedy started tapping into his past, his father and his uncle. And he's starting to tie it back to Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden is the guy who plagiarized, absolutely plagiarized both RFK Sr. and JFK. And it cost him in 1988 when he thought he was going to be a candidate for the presidency. I've got some clips. I've got an interesting montage we need to play and get to. We also need to talk about uh, what MasterCard is doing to uh, squeeze legal marijuana stores in states where it is legal. It's kind of interesting to me. They're employing the same tactic that they were using against uh, the Second Amendment. I wonder if it's going to be allowed to go forward. Um, I didn't get to the Prime Act yet, which we should. And I promise you, the wine that makes women's skin look younger. Yeah, it's apparently a real thing. I'll share it with you just around the corner. You're welcome to join us. 888-630-9625 is the number. 888-630-9625. Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. It is the Chris Plant Show. Happy Monday to you. Mike Opelka in for my pal, Chris Plant. And uh, I keep an eye on a bunch of different things. New New York Times Siena poll has Donald Trump still dominating. What a shock. Uh, he is he is like Godzilla. You hit him with electricity, he gets stronger. Uh, more indictments, please. He's just going to get bigger. And it, it appears, especially after what we saw with the uh, attempt by the DOJ to shut down Tony Bobulinski, not Tony Bobulinski, uh, Devin Archer's testimony today, that people are waking up to what's going on. People are understanding. And then the reason is that Joe, Joe Biden is such a flawed candidate. They, they really can't have anyone standing in his way. You can't have Trump, and you certainly can't have Robert Kennedy because, uh, God forbid, Robert Kennedy is, is out there. People are going to realize that uh, the first time Joe Biden ran for president, he was embarrassed and had to drop out because he was actually stealing intellectual property, plagiarizing from uh, Robert Kennedy's father, 
RFK Sr. when he was out speechifying in 1968 and saying stuff like this. Yet the gross national product does not allow for the health of our children, the quality of their education, or the joy of their play. Cannot measure the health of our children, the quality of our education, the joy of their play. The exact same word. Nobody uses that phrase, the joy of their play. If you're going to plagiarize somebody, Joe, at least be smart and change some of the key phrases. Because nobody's out there just letting it roll off their tongue. Oh, the joy of their play. That was from 1968. Joe said that uh, plagiarized repetition in 20, no, in uh, 1987. And then he had to ultimately uh, quit. He had to drop out of the race because of all the plagiarizing. But that's not the only plagiarizing Joe Biden did. uh, And not the only plagiarizing of a Kennedy. Listen to this. Let us pledge that our generation of Americans will pay any price, bear any burden, accept any challenge, and meet any hardship to secure the blessings of prosperity and the promise of opportunity for our children. Now, that's a pretty good statement, right? That's a pretty good political speech. And you're saying, wow, this guy, this silver-tongued devil... 1987. Well, let's dial it back to uh, an inaugural address by someone also with the last name Kennedy. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Yeah, it's kind of amazing that Joe Biden was allowed to not only continue in the Senate, but was also allowed to run twice more for the presidency and ultimately get there. And so Robert Kennedy has started posting some of these incidents on his Twitter account. And I think it's meant to directly call out Joe Biden. He doesn't or indirectly. He doesn't directly say, hey, this is what Biden stole from me. Years ago, this is what Biden stole from my family. He just talks about the strong words from his own father. And I think that's a pretty smart move. I'm not a Robert Kennedy fan. I think he's ultimately going to be exposed as a a really strong liberal and somebody that would be a threat to conservative government in this country. But I do think he poses a an extreme threat to Joe Biden, as do the Democrats, which is why they don't want him on a debate stage. I do. I want to see him. I want to see Marianne Williamson. I want to see every potential Democrat candidate. Just wanted to share that with you. 888-630-9625 is the number. 888-630-9625. It's Mike Opelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. This is The Chris Plant Show. It is The Chris Plant Show. Welcome, Mike Opelka, in for Chris on this uh, Monday, the final Monday of uh, July. August starts tomorrow. 
And I'll be back. God willing, we'll get into uh, whatever topics are on the list. We've been talking a lot today about about the possibility that Devin Archer, Hunter's business partner, is going to spill the beans in a closed hearing in the House. No video. We'll get a transcript. We've been promised a transcript. And uh, maybe, maybe that will inspire the DOJ to look further into what Hunter's been up to. We're also hearing that there have been literally hundreds of what they call SARS, suspicious activity reports about many members of the Biden family related to the money that was just funneling into them and then being dispersed. And late last week, James Comer, the guy who's really been doing yeoman duty on this this committee, looking into all these allegations, James Comer kind of hinted that there, um, there may even be um, offshore bank accounts that are tied to the Bidens. Can you imagine? Remember how angry they got about Mitt Romney. Uh, Comer hinted that we might hear about it maybe as early as uh, possibly today or this week. With Joe, I suspect there are offshore accounts. The IRS whistleblowers confirmed when I asked if they had documents pertaining to foreign accounts, and they said they did. Wow. But they couldn't turn them over to us. They have to go through that process and turn it over to the Ways and Means Committee, and I requested they do that, and they said they would. So we will wait on tenterhooks to see if that's a reality. And if that's a, a, a true story, if there are records, that's a big stinking deal. And could go right back to the Biden crime family as well. We'll see. But the big story that happened late Friday that I guess surprised all of us, and when you think about it, politically it makes sense, is the Bidens finally accepting uh, Hunter's child with the uh, dancer, the exotic dancer. And Miranda Devine, who's covering this stuff daily for the New York Post, talked about it on Fox last week, late, 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 late last week, because this broke Friday after 5 o'clock, news dump on why the Bidens finally accepted this child. The minute that uh, Joe Biden's favorite columnist, Maureen Dowd, we know she's his favorite because Hunter Biden has said so multiple times on the laptop. Um, and once she actually was critical of Joe Biden uh, for being heartless enough to ignore and not acknowledge that little girl, um, I think the writing was on the wall. And in his statement today, uh, Joe Biden is saying, well, this is not a, not a political matter, it's a family matter. But in fact, it is a political matter because that was doing him political damage. Yes, it was. The polling was really crushing Joe Biden. And now we're seeing that there actually are um, some very well choreographed and coordinated interviews with Joe Biden sitting down, not with real journalists, but sitting down with podcasters and having discussions with them to basically rewrite the history. It is Orwellian. And it is quite obvious what they're up to. Joe Biden has said for years now that he has six grandkids and they all love to talk to him and he loves to talk to them. And it's very important for the grandparents to be involved in the kids' lives. Well, that's changed now. And the White House is putting out some very well-coordinated and crafted video. I have uh, seven grandkids, uh Four of them, all five of them, old enough to 
talk on the phone. You know, every day I either text them or call them. Every day. I wonder. And uh, he talked about how important it was to be there for these grandkids. But it's a look, I, I just think being there is is important and it makes such a difference, I think, knowing that someone's going to be there for you, mm-hmm. just to listen, just to just to hold you, mm-hmm. just to hug you. Hmm. Four years of not being able to, more than four years, she's going to be five in a couple of weeks, more than four years of not having grandpa or grandpa there and not having a hug from grandpa or grandpa, grandma or grandpa. Amazing. Uh, Joe, uh, recently, we just saw a video during the break. Joe is now out for a bike ride in Lower Slower, Delaware. There's some pretty cool bike paths in the area. And he's out, didn't stop to talk to the press. And uh, probably that was done to prevent him from falling over. That section of Lower Slower, Delaware, between Lewis and Rehoboth and um, Bethany Beach, that area with the bike paths, it is very well traveled. A lot of people there in the spot, exactly the spot where Joe fell. There's a mark there. People have marked it because folks are going there and uh, putting their bikes down on the ground and they're laying down like they fell and taking pictures. It's becoming like Abbey Road. And initially when it happened, the, um, the geniuses on the Internet went into Google Maps because they allow you to tag things where events happen. You could put like a historical tag on something and they put the tag on there that said Brandon Falls, which is genius. Brandon Falls, Delaware. And it stayed up for quite some time until somebody in the White House called Google and said, take that down now. And they did because they're dutiful servants. The Google people, they're dutiful servants. I have a couple more stories I have to get to, but I'm feeling um, I'm a little hungry. I know here on the East Coast, it's, it's very close to noon, and we've been working all morning. And, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to have. So I'm thinking, um, well, maybe, uh, maybe the best thing, the most nutritious thing would be a word salad from Kamala Harris. And we know every day we must be vigilant in protecting that which we have achieved and keeping our eyes on our vision, our collective vision, of how we can continue to strengthen our nation. Uh, there was no cackle. I feel, I feel unsatisfied. That was a kind of a, a, a moose-bouche for the word salad. I need a little more. Kamala was talking about criminal justice reform uh, yesterday. And it includes what we need to do, for example, with the, the, the pipeline, and that is about restructuring and thinking about how we restructure, how we think about what causes people to enter the system and addressing those things. I'll tell you what causes people to enter the pipeline, the criminal justice pipeline. It's committing crimes. That's kind of how that works. You commit a crime, you're found guilty of it, and typically if it's a really bad crime, like a felony... You get sentenced to prison. That's how the pipeline happens. Now, there are social things that make it more likely for someone to grow up and end up there. And those deal with things like having two parents or having 
maybe a little bit of faith in your family. Those are really important things. And we, we've got proof of that. Unless, of course, you're a Democrat and you don't want to admit that. But to try and create something other than that is not being honest. It's just telling us another lie. I did promise you, and I know I, I've, been, uh, I've been a slacker today in not sending you the correct information. I, I did promise you there, there was a story, and I like medical research. I read medical research every week to see uh, what I can do to stay healthier, live younger, et cetera, et cetera. And I saw a story that astounded me because I like the odd glass of wine, maybe every day or two. And I saw a story that talked about the fact that there is a wine that makes women's skin younger, appear younger. We don't have scientific proof that says it, but there is a wine that says uh, makes women's skin younger. And if you drink maybe two glasses a day, and you could have this, and it is a, uh, the, the benefit of having women's skin looking younger. Now, someone's out there saying already, well, if you drink... The entire bottle, everything looks younger to you. That's true, but that's also foolish. But in the case of this wine, it is, uh, it is grown here in America. It is a specific grape that grows here in America, and then if consumed in, in uh, moderation, of course, if consumed in moderation, you will have skin that appears to be um, more elastic. It is the muscadine wine. There has been a study specifically showing this effect on women. Now, it's a small study, so we don't have you know, peer review on this stuff. But here's the only problem. I know some of you are going to be mad at me for this. The wine has all the alcohol removed already. So while it does appear to have a, uh, an effect on women and the elasticity of their skin based on this small study, there is no benefit from the alcohol in the wine. And some of you are already saying, well, that's an immediate disqualification. So I'm sorry to bring that bad news to you. Good news, this grape, specifically grown in America, apparently a glass or two a day makes women's skin more elastic and therefore younger looking. The bad news, it's not alcoholic. You don't get that benefit at all. Um, sorry. Sorry to break that news to you. Um, I, I did get a, a note from someone online who said, hey, you mentioned when we were talking about Rand Paul going after Fauci and China, the lab that China has here in America. This uh, apparently has been going on for a while. And I wonder if it is tied to Dr. Fauci funding some of these operations. There is a Chinese company operating a, a lab in the San Joaquin Valley, in the central area of the San Joaquin Valley. Uh, supposedly an empty building used only for storage and apparently home to some black market type lab testing, which is not good. They discovered this after somebody drove by what they thought was an empty building and saw a uh, problem with with what should have been a local code violation. Somebody drilled a hole, a hole through a wall and was running a garden hose out the back wall of the building. And a code violation was, was called in. 
Somebody went and investigated. Additionally, they found 900 genetically engineered mice engineered to catch and carry COVID. And they were living in this facility. Again, Chinese lab hidden in California. And it's got mice that have been genetically engineered to catch and transmit COVID. Anyone concerned? Is anyone in our government concerned about what's going on with China? Anybody? And at the same time, this lab, this suspicious lab in China, the bioagent lab, the bigger problem for me, it's, it's under 50 miles from Master Jet Base Limor. You haven't heard of Master Jet Base Limor? Uh, it is uh, the U.S. Navy's West Coast F-18 base for the Hornets. Kind of critical because if, if you're developing a bunch of mice that are carrying and spreading COVID and those mice are suddenly released on, a, on an American base less than 50 miles away, the base that is home to the Navy's West Coast F-15 Hornets, that's a bad idea. Can we start removing China from the system? Can we say it's about time for us to say we got to cut the ties with China and Joe Biden and any connection to have to China has to be brought out? I'm just saying. Chinese lab in the middle of California, less than 50 miles from a huge air base, and they're doing genetic experimenting on mice with COVID. It's got to be shut down. It's got to be stopped. All right, I'm stepping aside, taking a quick break here. A couple other bits of business we will tie up before we get out of here. I think I have a couple other uh, gems in the audio world to share with you, including Joe's big blunder Friday when he was in Maine. Yeah, he screwed up another website. It's Mike Opelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. It is the Chris Plant Show on a Monday. Mike Opelka sitting in for my friend Chris Plant. Thanks for being here. We're trying to watch everything. There's just so much going on. We had the uh, indictment of the Mar-a-Lago employee that we know the DOJ is trying to squeeze this guy. Mr. Trump has denied telling anyone to delete anything and says that he had turned over the video to the DOJ. And I just wonder how this squares with all of the destruction of hard drives from Hillary Clinton. The hammers to the phones, the hammers to the laptops, the cell phones, whatever. Just doesn't seem that it's the same system of justice, does it? No, it feels very unfair. Very, very unfair. And uh, I hope we get to a single, a single justice system once again. And maybe we'll find out today after the testimony of Devin Archer. And maybe we'll see if that matches up to 
what we heard, uh, was it almost two and a half years ago, three years ago, when Tony Bobolinsky, the guy who was the head of the, of the company that Hunter put together, uh, Tony Bobolinsky came out publicly, and we haven't heard from him since, since he said this. I remember this quite clearly. I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. On May 2nd, 2017, the night before Joe Biden was to appear at the Milken Conference, I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At, and at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe, that night we discussed the Biden's history, the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level. Hmm. I wonder if Joe just forgot about that because, you know, he's not a young guy. He's 80 and he has issues. He's told us in the past he was worried about it. I'll, 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 I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. Yeah, maybe that's time. Maybe it's time for that to happen. We will see. And we didn't get a chance today to dive into what, what's going on with the now week-old investigation into the death of the chef who lived with the uh, former president, Barack Obama. The chef who passed away was found um, a week ago today in the early morning hours at Martha's Vineyard in a pond where the water was only eight feet deep. And this guy knew how to swim. We've seen the video of him swimming. Seemed to be very healthy, 45-year-old male. There was a second person reported to have been there. No name. Why? The report has all the other details of all the other 911 calls from the night, but this one is missing one name. Who was the other person? The mysterious paddleboarder. I wonder if we'll ever know. The uh, Obamas were first said to not even be there. They weren't at, at their home at Martha's Vineyard, and that's kind of tricky wording because it seems as if they were on the island, just not inside their home. Does that mean they were outside paddleboarding? Martha's Vineyard's 20 and a half miles long. You can get from one end to the other pretty quickly. Why don't we know the whole story? Why hasn't there been a statement of condolence? I saw Barack was playing golf and Michelle was playing tennis. I guess they're mourning the loss of their friend who happened to be their chef in the White House, and now their chef at Martha's Vineyard, but now he's gone. Maybe there's a conspiracy there. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll get into it tomorrow and all the updates on what happened today. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant this week, reminding you, testudo, my friends, testudo. <laughs> The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.